everybody, this is Tova from Operation Tube Top, and I'm sorry that it's been a while, but I'm back in town. So I am sitting with Simon Horowitz, or in German Horowitz. Good <laughs> Hello, and you are also known as the Fit Brit. Yes, that's me. So why don't you, um, you know, tell me where you're originally from. So, um, originally I'm from Manchester, or well, a town close to Manchester, in, in Cheshire, called Congleton. Um, I've lived in Vienna now for about seven years, mm-hmm. and Sorry? My mom's, I have an English mom mm-hmm. and an American dad. Both of my siblings live in the States. Uh, yeah, and I ended up in Vienna. And what brought you to Vienna? What was your the reason for coming here? The reason which a lot of people uh, have. Um, so I did my Erasmus in, in Stockholm, like my study exchange in Stockholm in 2007, 2008. Wow. And during this time, I met an Austrian girl um, with whom I had like a two, two or three year relationship with. Okay. And, Initially, she moved to England, and then I moved to Austria, and this was back in 2010, right? And, um, yeah, I mean, the relationship didn't last very long, but I stayed in Vienna, and uh, seven, eight years later, I'm still here, so. You know, it happens to everybody. Yeah, it's, it's a very common story from the, from the experts I've spoken to. Yeah, Definitely. So. I think it might be some kind of immigration policy that they yeah, do, is yeah, they send out just, Austrians to bring mm, you in here. and. Yeah. Yeah. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. <laughs> and then you get to know them, and you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it takes a couple of years. So. Yeah, yeah. you got to go through the several seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've been here seven years. What do you think about the city? Do you love Vienna, or are you... I love this time of year. I love okay, yeah. late spring, early summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm from England, right? So I'm I'm very grateful for any days where there's no rain, where mm-hmm. there's no overcast and overcast and cloudy, cloudy spells, which is a lot of the time there, right? We're very lucky with the weather, I find. Um, and of course, I know I, you're British because you're talking about the weather yeah, as your primary thing. Really, it's, it's boring for most people, like it's, but it's really something you, get, you treasure when you've grown up in a in a place where it's just overcast and mild and drizzly. Yeah. Even in July, so don't let me sell England short that you have very beautiful places and and if you're lucky, you get good weather, but yep. typically it's not. Um, uh, Vienna is a beautiful place. I sometimes I feel like I moved here too early. Like I I got here when I was 23, mm-hmm. and it's. I mean, it's it's a perfect place. I think if you were to have kids and if you were to like grow grow older, maybe in my like I am now in my thirties. Um, but I think for a city in your twenties, it's cool, but it's not it's not the bees knees. Like, like my brother lives in New York, for example, and yeah. I got a lot of mates in London, and these are cities where it's like really buzzing and with a lot of atmosphere. So now you're fifty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like my it. life's flown by. So. I'm, I mean, I'm very lucky to have ended up here in the first place. But if I would change one thing, that it would, I would have perhaps came a bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, because now I feel so kind of wrapped up in in Austrian society and very comfortable here that yeah. it's um, Molly Coddle is usually the word I use. Like it's, it's they they really take care of you here. So. It's easy to live here. I think it's really hard to adapt initially, but once you kind of get into it after a couple of years, you yeah. can't imagine living anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I. Listen. 
I was in New York a few weeks ago and I almost broke into hives. Like I couldn't believe the madness. I'm so mm. used to the Vienna way of yeah, life. Yeah, and that's it, right? You always think the grass is green on the other side, but yeah, no, it's not. In <laughs> reality, Vienna, yeah, not it's really. So why don't you tell me a little bit about FitBrit? So I saw you on Instagram and that's why I reached out and I was like, hey, I want to do a podcast. And you said, okay. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell me a little bit about FitBrit? What do you already know? I, I, there's a lot of exercising. There's a lot of <laughs> pictures of you working out. Yeah. So um, We do a lot of workout sessions. So FitBrit was, I mean, was it, yeah, it was an idea I initially had a few years ago before I started teaching. And it was going to be along the same lines of what I do now, like English, sport, fitness, motivational training. But four or five years ago, I I don't know, I had, I had, um, I had the passion, I guess, but I didn't really have any real ideas. I didn't have any support. I didn't have the, the right experience at, at that point. And mm-hmm. I went into teaching and I spent four years at a, at a school in the 18th district, so mm-hmm. in, a, in a middle school with, with being part of the Teach for Austria program, so specifically with kids from lower income families. And um, I mean, I learned a lot being part of this program, being a teacher. And now at the age of 31, I, I feel like I, I'm, I'm ready to take this step and to go independent as a, as a fitness trainer. So. The FitBrit is kind of my idea is with kids as, as with kids as well as adults to make healthy living appealable. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? Appealable. Sure. Appealable to <laughs> appealing. Them. Appealing to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My English sucks, by the way. No, this uh, always happens. You live here long appealable. enough. <laughs> We're going to make it appealable. Trying to make healthy living appe- appealing to them, and it's. Um, I mean, because it's a very saturated market with fitness trainers and stuff. Um, so I'm trying to to do a my way and I currently I do workshops in schools, uh, mm-hmm. health and living workshops and um, they've been going really well. It was a tough beginning, like I quit my, my job in last summer and mm-hmm. I, I kind of spent um, the whole of summer thinking that um, my independence is coming and that all my dreams are going to come true when <laughs> September starts and yeah. September started and it, it sucked because like all of my mates, all my colleagues went back to school and I was... Um, I was, uh, I had nothing to do, right? I felt guilty that I wasn't at school. I was regretting the decision I'd made to leave. And um, it took me a few weeks or a few months, in fact, to really come to terms with that. And I just, I had to remind myself now, so I had to spend my, I had to spend time with people who could remind me of the reason I was doing it. And it's because I had a, a good idea. I just needed to keep, to keep on top of it. And I think going independent is terrifying. I think yeah. it's one of these big leaps you have to take, and yeah. you know, it's uh, it's scary. But you know, what helped with me is that I'm I'm not yet bound by any real um, obligations. Like I don't have kids. I don't have a um, like a house or a car or stuff like this. So I'm financially, I'm, I'm perhaps a little bit more free than a lot of people. Yeah. Fuck um, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it does make a big difference when you have that kind of financial freedom and you don't have student debt and you yeah. don't have. Don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not rolling in it by any means, but I'm I'm. Is that I'm, your Jaguar? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Uh, I'm yeah I'm uh, I'm not yeah I'm not rolling in it not um but I'm I've spent the past few weeks like past few months really developing my idea and I'm doing lots of I've been doing lots of workshops for free mm-hmm. and all of my trainings are for free like the fitness trainings I do okay um all in the hope that by the time September October come that I can um kind of cash in on this and to to make use of 
the, the contacts which I've built up and Definitely. the references which I hope to have by then. Yeah. Um, it's all about exposure, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, it. it's, this yeah. It. You throw and a lot of freebies and you hope something comes back. Yeah, and yeah. over the past, like I said, like the beginning of um, winter was tough and um, I, I was really kind of um, struggling because I had all these ideas in my head, but I didn't have any real um, uh, uh, space for them. I didn't have anyone, anybody to share them with and mm-hmm. um, spring started and then I did my first ever workshop in a school and this was back in February and ever since then I've been um, doing my workshops on a regular basis and mm-hmm. with each and every workshop I do I, I, I learn a lot about what works with the kids, how you can help to to get them kind of into health and fitness and of course what doesn't work and then I change it and, and adapt it for the next the next groups and would you say that Austrian children are quite healthy compared to English children? Yeah, uh, or yeah I would say. I mean, yeah. What I mean, Austria on like statistically is is, is far healthier than, than the UK and, and the US. Um, but the problem is always about the, the social level of the child. So the, the poorer the family, the, the higher the likeliness is. But they eat unhealthy food. Their the whole family eats unhealthy food, yeah. and because um, it's, I mean, there's various reasons. But it's um, this is what this is what I was exposed to. I wasn't working in a gymnasium with 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 kids from from more privileged families. Yeah. I, and I um, I I and because of te- because of Teach for Austria working primarily with these schools, I know that. Um, like my colleagues and like most of the teachers I know have had this experience. So, ninety percent of the schools I've done my workshops in have been in, um, middle schools with less lesser off kids. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, there's a lot of studies is. that show that when you are lower on the scale of like socioeconomically speaking, mm. um, the health is worse because you you know it's cheaper to buy junk food. It's easier for two people working full time taking care of their children mm. or there's a lack of exercise. Um, do you think that children, do you think exercise is, is an important part of a kid's development in school? Yeah, it's, I a, mean, that's it's a, a huge part. I was, um, I heard today in the news that, um, I mean, this is a very big topic with, with kids nowadays, um, computer games, right? They've, um, they've, I think the World Health Organization has recognized um, computer addiction. Right, computer yeah, Computer yeah, game yeah. addiction as being like a proper um, disorder. And, mm-hmm. um this is one of the main reasons why they don't move nowadays, and it's it's quite terrifying. In fact, because like, you think back to 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 the earlier generations, and and I mean, gener- we're getting like world's getting fatter as it is, but like, the, the generations um, at the moment had it a lot easier when they were kids because we had computer games, but we didn't have it to the extent that they have it now. So no, we didn't I, have. We had crap. We had like Mario and Luigi. Yeah, I mean, yeah. For a couple of hours a week playing computer games. Our parents would scream at us to go outside. This is it. <laughs> yeah. this is it. But look at. But despite this fact, look at what's what's what it's turned into. Like yeah. the, the biggest obesity crisis ever, and now it's it's a couple of decades later, and it's the, the food is just as bad as it ever was. But the the movement is like the exercise and sport has. It's decreased, so it's it's quite um, frightening to think what it's going to look like in, in in a few years. So I might be thin then. Harrison, <laughs> keep keep playing games, children. Are you a computer game player? No. No, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I just eat a lot. Um, but so okay, so let's talk about fitness mm-hmm. in terms of what kind of classes do you lead? So what kind of 
like exercise but, do you think is the most important for people to do? So I, the classes I lead up, um, which are on Sundays and Wednesdays, by the way. Um, yeah, we, I don't I do, do like I don't do groups. Okay, well, I do I do like um, group outdoor sessions at the moment mm-hmm. um, in Schoenbrunn on Sundays and Wednesdays in Prato. And I'll share the information on the uh, podcast later on. Yeah. Cool. So we we do. Um, it's a mix, right? We do a lot of uh, cardio stuff, so there's running involved, there's sprinting. Mainly it's um, body weight exercises. There's lots of very fun and effective body weight exercises because we usually have about um, 15 to 16 people, so mm-hmm. we, we partner everyone up, and there's, there's so many real good um, exercises you can do with your own body like with a partner, and it, it just ups the motivation. And We've been doing it for about 10 weeks now, and okay. it really brings some team spirit to it because you have... Typically, like people, think people, people who aren't so, um, people who aren't so into fitness, for example, who are finding it difficult to get into fitness, are not going to be tempted by going to the gym because mm-hmm. it's it's rather boring. And um, fitness classes are good, but there's it's still everyone for themselves. And mm-hmm. when you have this community feeling where you feel like you're part of a team and you you do stuff together, and it's and it's it's really. You encourage each other, you motivate each other, and it's it's completely it just adds to everything. It's not only if you've done something good for your body, but you just feel so so good. You've got yeah, you got that team mentality, yeah. which I hate. But <laughs> but yeah, but there's a lot of people who you know they, benefit they, from they that. Buzz up it, and it's really huh. it's, a, it's a beautiful thing, and to, to see that this has been created in just a matter of weeks is is quite something, and, mm-hmm. and I'm quite proud of it. So that, your question, what people should do, um, it yeah. depends what it depends what your goals are. Um, mm-hmm. Generally, Victoria's Secret model next year. It's <laughs> on the list. Um, yeah. Then you'd have to, yeah. Then lots of cardio exercises <laughs> yeah. and, and body weight too. But this is it, right? I, I'm, I, I, I come from running. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I come from laziness originally. Like teenagers, I was, I was overweight and, okay. and not sporty at all. But when I got into sport, it was, it was running long distance running. So I spent a good few years mainly doing cardio, and this mm-hmm. was all well and good. But I. Um, I really kind of neglected my upper body, and what I found was that like it's, it's not bodybuilding and it's not running, right? It's not. It, you have to find um, something in the middle. So strength training um, re- is really helpful, but I don't overdo it. So I, okay. I do a lot of. I rarely go to the gym and like lift weights or anything. Everything I do is with my body weight. Yeah. And it's, it's balanced out. Um, well, it seems like there's been kind of a trend in that with. Hit H I I T, kind of using mm-hmm. your own um, yeah, this is a, body strength, which is yeah. a great workout because you can burn you, a lot of calories. From hits, exactly, so. and I can do it in my bedroom, and the neighbors think I'm being murdered. But like otherwise, <laughs> you, you do hits. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've done it, and okay. um, yeah, I, the problem is I eat too much. Otherwise, I'm very fit. What do you like to eat? <laughs> Everything. Okay. Yeah, no, I've I, I just started a new diet. Would you what? Share to, uh, would you care to disclose? Yeah, it's a low carb keto. Okay. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's worked diets. in the past. I was just, um, I, oh God, that was a therapy session. And sometimes when I'm sad, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I've always struggled with my weight and, um, I used to, you know, figure skate when I was younger and of course, uh, working out, I do actually enjoy okay. spinning. Yeah, or I go to spinning, or okay. I, I started running a couple of years ago. So there's things that I do enjoy to do, but I okay. think the problem is office job, 
sitting at your desk. Um, yeah, these sedentary lifestyles are and the boredom, and then they walk. Them. Yeah, it's, they are killing people, and it's just you know the the boredom sets in, and then you snack and you eat, and uh, yeah, it's uh, unfortunate. And also the stress of having a child with special needs mm-hmm. that of course has uh, led to more eating. But uh, yeah, what would you suggest for people who work like an office job? What would be a suggestion to kind of get them? So, moving a little bit more. You know, office jobs, um, obviously, they take up a lot of your time and they take up, take up a lot of your time sitting. Mm-hmm. So um, finding little ways to build like health and fitness kind of things into a day are really beneficial. So um, you're saying I should quit my job? Quit your job, Thank yeah. you. Okay, good. Quit your job. Yeah. <laughs> Go and live in Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, an Iron Man triathlete, yeah. Yeah. That's the dream. <laughs> all right. Well, challenge accepted. <laughs> L- little challenge, first of all. Perhaps this, this can be a long-term challenge. Okay, Iron Man, yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'll let um, you know. <laughs> but no, just little things, right? So, you, yeah. um, like, one of the easiest things to do is set, to set yourself a, a step target on mm-hmm. your phone, right? Like, I, I, I set ten thousand steps, and I think this is relatively good uh, goal to have. And that's I, the Fitbit goal. They always say that you should get to ten thousand a day. Copy my name, by the way. So, uh, these. <laughs> Did they really? <laughs> I mean, I had the idea. I, didn't even think about, I had like, the Fitbit. idea like five or six years ago, and then I. Like I said, I didn't go into it straight away, and then someone kind of... They stole it. Someone Fitbit, came in. Yeah, I just got it. Okay. Now it's all come together. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you can make you can make a British version of that and just put a Union Jack on it. Yeah. This is a, I, don't, I think it's quite hard to use Union Jack flags in your in your logo. So I'm, I'm very wary of any copyright <laughs> issues I'm going to have with Fitbit. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also there's Brexit British now, Empire. so it might be a little bit problematic. Mm-hmm. You can make your own flag. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, yeah, so little goals, right? So... Um, because I think this, like, what it's about is finding way is is make is um, being able to set uh, little goals for yourself, which you can be aware of and you can be proud of. So, mm-hmm. like, I've been getting this um, this like congratulations, I'm even ten thousand steps today message on my phone for the past two years now. Not not every day, not by no no means, but like most days I get it. And every time I get this message, I'm I'm still I still feel proud of myself and it's it's these little boosters mm-hmm. throughout the day throughout the week which can really help to push you and and to keep you on track and um i mean this would be one thing that someone can build into their uh, daily daily life getting mm-hmm. off the underground a few stops earlier walking home mm-hmm. um working out in your office if you ha- if you're able to cycle to work or if you're able to run to work and you have showers and make use of this mm-hmm. um I mean, yeah, it's so hard to, to, to pinpoint it because everyone's in a, in a different situation in their yeah. office concerning stress. So you can, you can advise some, one person to like be strict with yourself and say that when you're going to go, then you go and you finish it at 6 p.m., for example. You go and make sure you get it, get to the gym and make, make your workout. But some people, for some people, it seems to be like life or death wherever they stay at work. And I, this mentality yeah. is really hard to deal with. And it's it's if you don't have the right mentality or mindset or, or space in your life for fitness, then it's not really it's not worth gonna, starting. I mean, it's not going to happen. I mean, I, I have to say I'm, I'm a very busy person mm-hmm. and I always say there's 24 hours in the day. And then of course I work myself up into a tizzy and then I have to go on holiday for two weeks. Yeah. But I think you have to make it a priority. You have to make it a priority. And yeah. this is why it's all the more important mm-hmm. to have little, little things in the day, which really, um, help to boost, your self-esteem and to mm-hmm. keep you on track. Um, I don't know, what's it like in your office? Do you have a, would you say that you have a healthy office? You do uh, any health and fitness stuff in your office? And 
Well, a friend and I did a plank challenge a few months ago. Okay. Uh, what, what was the plank challenge? Just we would do planks in our office. Every um, day. Yeah. But then yeah. we, after four days, we were like, beer? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I work mostly with Brits. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I think everyone's fairly yes. healthy on the floor. I think it's just a question of when there's stressful times and also, you know, you spend 40 hours a week at your job. So it is difficult to fit everything in. Um it's yeah I mean it's interesting because Austrians are, are for me quite athletic uh, in terms of the walking on the weekends and the constant movement and you know mm-hmm. people don't drive as much do you think that Austrians are getting more unhealthy as time goes by in terms of like these longer working days because working days are people kind of generally are getting unhealthier um, globally yeah globally except for the Japanese the, are the Japanese getting fitter yeah I Probably. guess so. yeah. they're very they're living um, forever they're very slim and and nimble population. Yeah. <laughs> Just so much Seems better than we are. Life. We suck as white people. <laughs> but yeah. Um, um, yeah, I mean, it's adults and kids are, are getting heavier, and it's because of this, like you said, it's because of the lifestyles we have nowadays where we don't move enough, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's quite overwhelming for lots of people who are who have had perhaps no relationship whatsoever with health and fitness up to a certain, certain point, or they've always kind of struggled with it. Like, so to be on a precipice of wanting to start something, but having, being in a situation where you don't feel like you can you can really make any change is, is really tough. So I would advise anyone to, uh, to really take it slowly and to, to set one little challenge, one little goal at a time and mm-hmm. ignore the fact that there, may, there might be a lot of things with which you're unsatisfied uh, in your life, like just pick one of them. And today, like Monday, it's perfect. It's Monday today, right? Monday. <laughs> yeah, it's Monday. Perfect. Yeah. It's, it's it's my favorite day of the week because it's 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 the perfect day to start a new challenge. And you say this week I'm gonna just pick one thing which I, I want to change, one mm-hmm. little thing, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna make it perfect, but I'm yeah. going to improve it a tiny bit, whether it's through with health or fitness or bad habits mm-hmm. which you might have. And um, this is this is really powerful. So, do you think Mondays are, are are powerful in a way that people kind of look at Mondays as being the fresh start? Mondays, yeah, first of uh, first of the month. These are really powerful, and mon- like these daily challenges can turn into weekly challenges. Mm-hmm. You can set yourself a challenge for example, You say this week I'm gonna, I don't know, uh, instead of drinking um, instead of drinking my coffee with sugar, I'm gonna I'm gonna have, have uh, no sugar in it this week. Or like, I don't know. It, it's always about making the little small changes. Let's imagine that you take two sugars in your coffee every mm-hmm. every day. You have, two, you have two or three coffees a week. So you say this week, okay, I'm going to have just one sugar, a half a sugar in my coffee. This is it's a small thing, but it's a little thing because in the in the in the long term, it's bringing your it's 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 allowing your tongue and your brain to to get used to having more sh- to, to get used to having less sugar. And mm-hmm. this, this addiction, which it is, is 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 just, um, slowly going to decrease. And when you realize that, then a whole week. With just one sugar in my coffee. Tequila, which, what? Yeah, then, then I mean, you can go into the second week and yeah. um, with even more kind of um, uh, um, uh, power and and and, and uh, willpower and mm-hmm. and, and um, confidence that you can change something. So little changes. I mean, that makes a lot more sense. I mean, I am kind of a all or nothing kind mm-hmm. of person. I'm a little extreme, so I'll be like, all right, I'm gonna work out every single day, and mm-hmm. then you know, you kind of burn out from it. But little changes are. The most important but for me like challenges are very good i enjoy a good challenge where mm. i'm say for 30 days i'm going to do this yeah that's more agree. how my brain works but for other people i think going slower and the little changes make a big difference um do you think because i've heard the quote several times that it's something like 80 percent is diet 20 percent is exercise 
do you agree with that statistic or do you, cause you know, like abs are made in the kitchen. There's all this talk. Um, how important is diet to the whole well-being of somebody? Diet's really important. Um, Damn it. <laughs> you said you were doing, you're doing, yeah, the, um, I just started keto, a few days ago. The, the yeah. low diets. How yeah. are you feeling? Great. Yeah. I've done it in the past and I've always felt a much better on it. This is the thing that I'm always thinking, okay, I'm not going to do it again because you know, it feels kind of extreme and then I do it and I feel amazing and I just yeah and this is what I did, like emphasize it's the fact that like it's it's not what you're eating um, it's not just influencing the way your body looks it's also influencing the way you think and how clear yeah. your mind is and your ability to be to be to be uh, ready to do things and like I know when I eat um, like a minimal amount of bread and, and pasta and stuff like this like like carbs which are difficult for your body to process yeah um it's it's it, it, it i just feel so much better and yeah. it's it's it and i feel better in my body but what's even more beautiful in, about that is that i feel better in my in my mind and mm-hmm. it's, it's this whole package and yeah. this is really powerful so it's i mean it's just of course you you get a certain amount of pleasure from the superficial um sides of, of you in the mirror for example perhaps having lost a couple of pounds mm-hmm. or stepping on the scales and seeing a lower number but when when you're when you're really into this into this rhythm of eat, and routine of eating healthily, then then it's just this general feeling of well-being oh, totally. and happiness, which which just lifts you kind of to the next level. And it's yeah. it, 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 it's it's so much more powerful than than having a six-pack, right? It's it, it, it's from, debatable, from, but yes, for me, for me <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, in I my know. opinion, anyway. Yeah, I feel I feel like it does make you think clearer. I mean, I do love bread, and I love mm-hmm. you know super what is it refined carbohydrates i yeah. mean just give me all the breads it's, but because it's pure sugar it's pure day, sugar and, and it's, it's going to give you the most energy and this is what we're used to having biologically that's what we used to, that's what we used to wanting as, as as human beings but the problem is um our high carbohydrate diet is followed not as it was in the past by perhaps chasing or, or running away from from predators or prey but raptors um, yeah <laughs> pterodactyls right. just lying on the sofa right we, we have a pizza and we lie on the sofa we have some uh by crisps and we, we lie in yeah. and, and play some computer games or watch tv or whatever and yeah it's this is it and that's why it just it doesn't it's not the energy isn't burnt and it, it, t- it turns into fats and yeah. um, well there's that whole thing about how we used to have much higher fat diets um real fats and good fats mm. and you know, everybody started this low-fat craze, and everything was replaced with sugar. So all the low-fat became just sugar. Yeah, and, it's, and it's, this was a huge uh, mistake. Yeah, it definitely. <laughs> As we can see now in hindsight. Yeah, I can see it in my um, clothing size. But <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, I mean, weight is something that, you know, there's this kind of huge movement towards body positivity, which I'm very for. I think people should be very positive about their bodies, regardless of what the size is. But... I think what the whole idea of body positivity is that we should be positive in different body types, not unhealthy habits. We should not be saying, yes, this is the goal is to be incredibly unhealthy. Um, but the thing is, is that size doesn't dictate your fitness. You can have people who are overweight like me who are quite fit, but it's, it's an interesting concept. We hopefully can move away from that idea. Um, there's that woman, Ashley Graham. She's that plus-sized model for Victoria's Secret or Sports Illustrated. Yeah, she's on Instagram, and she's absolutely gorgeous. But she's very fit, but she's considered overweight. So I think that's what we need to move away from in general. Um, what about eating disorders? Uh, we have a few more minutes, a couple more minutes. I want to talk about like eating disorders. Do you find that that's kind of a common thing in Austria? 
because I know in North America, eating disorders are, you know, a hot topic always. There's a lot of young women and men mm. who have issues um, with food. It's, I mean, I'm speaking from a point, um, the point of view as a teacher, mm-hmm. and I know that um, being something which is quite overlooked at schools, generally, like the health and well-being of kids is, is in, in, in middle schools, in any cases, is, is overlooked. And yeah, because kids are assholes at that age. No, yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. But, um, I was an asshole, but yes. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was on a project week recently, and like we were a class of 14-year-olds, and there was, um, I mean, there was two boys in the class who didn't eat anything the whole week, mm. and um, the teachers were telling me that they were... That's um, Ramadan. No, I'm joking. No, 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 <laughs> I'm really, joking. they were just like just typical Austrian kids, but they were like very slim and everything, and... Um, had not been eating because they were they were worried about their weight and they didn't want to gain weight and these were like 12, 13 year old boys and it's and I mean they were they were open to talk about it and they were saying that they they just didn't like the taste of food they didn't like the feeling of having food in their stomach mm-hmm. and um, I mean this is this is I think this is quite um, typical of classrooms and uh, I mean if this is if this is the boys and I can only imagine how. I can't even imagine how the girls are, and I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's a very touchy subject at that age. Being overweight, being underweight, it's mm-hmm. really t- tough to uh, to talk about. So, of course, it, the fact that uh, whether people are going um, and asking for help is um, I mean, like making it known to authorities so that this can actually actually be reported on is is something which I which I doubt. And I mean, maybe, maybe if you have supportive parents and stuff like this, mm-hmm. and, and people around you who are going to help you, then yeah, but. In, in the schools which I worked in, then, then, then there wasn't much really. Um, no, it's it, I, I was at um, an obesity awareness day at um, RKH like two or three weeks ago. Oh wow! Okay. This was really interesting to, to hear about um, the the patients there who had had this their stomach stapled and to hear oh, about. Oh, I want that so bad. Like my <laughs> These were some really extreme cases. There were oh, some yeah, patients yeah. like pre-surgery and then. Some, some some people who'd also like done it a, like a year ago or so, and they were reporting on how they were doing. It's such a tough recovery. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really it's tough. It was, and I mean, we the doctors were also talking about the the, the teenage, um, like um, the teenage obesity section in Akiha, which is it's full of overweight kids. Wow. Uh, it's, it's packed, and it tends to be kids from like families which we were referring to. Um, one of the interesting things which I which I heard at the um, obesity awareness day is that like it's it's relatively easy easy for people to lose weight, but mm-hmm. to maintain the weight afterwards, I think they had like a five percent success average, like over a five year basis. Well, then yeah. I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> so once you once you lose this weight, it's really hard to stay to stay yeah. down and to keep it at that because um, they were they explained something called yes, the set point, and the set point is the highest weight your body's ever been at. So okay. your um, biologically, your body's always going to strive to get back to this weight. Let's imagine you used to weigh 120 kilos, mm-hmm. you drop down to 80 suddenly. It's if, unless you're really um, you're really kind of diligent at staying on the straight and narrow um, and being healthy, then it's it's so easy for your weight to creep back up, and that's why it's it's you're, because your body wants as much fat as possible so it can survive. And so kind of the moral but, of the story is to never get to that set point like don't no, get don't super get, high don't, don't let your weight get super high i mean wow, i weighed okay. when i was a teenager i weighed um 
110 kilos. Oh, wow. Okay. Kilos. I was overweight. Okay. As a, as Just, a kid. I'm, I'm looking at Simon. He does not. Now, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, nowadays I'm, 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 I'm fitter, but this is, this is where my passion and my interest for healthy living comes from. This is why I'm particularly interested in, in supporting kids and mm-hmm. going about it in a, in a way which is um, something which they feel like they can be part of. Because I know it was a very um, sensitive subject for me and very awkward to talk about as a teenager. And it's, it's the same for lots of kids nowadays. And, yeah. um, I think it's great, though, that you have that experience. I think yeah, it's very I, difficult. I share this with them and I tell them this and it makes it a lot, it's a lot easier for them to, to open up and to share their stories. Yeah, yeah. And it's an opportunity which they don't, they don't get very often. There's a lot of focus put into the maths and English lessons and mm-hmm. making sure that the kids get the best grades, but the, the, the attention paid to the actual well-being and paid attention like paid to the to the like facts which we normally take for granted like yeah. whether they've eaten breakfast or how many energy drinks have they consumed on this day already um, yeah. which highly influences their ability to learn and of course yeah it's to, all to, connected to, to function is, is usually ignored so yeah um, this is what my my mission is kind of um, and yeah I mean I see kids of and kids of all different uh, shapes and sizes and I one of the coolest things about the workshops is that we do an, an anonymous question round so mm-hmm. we sit in a circle and the kids write down one question which has always interested them regarding health and fitness mm-hmm. and then we throw the questions into the middle and one by one we try to, to solve them as a team and this is a way of um, uh, giving them this, this information which they might not have uh, access to otherwise and that's great though I mean that makes kids feel a little bit safer than saying can yeah. you put your, your hands yeah, <laughs> your yeah, yeah. So we just have about a minute or so before we're wrapping it up. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put down your information when I post the podcast about where people can see your information. Mm-hmm. Uh, you told me that you have a run coming up. Can you quickly talk a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, the U run is taking place on Friday. We start on Thursday evening, so we're going to be running the entire underground network. Okay, so then I should probably post this tomorrow <laughs> so that people are Wednesday. So okay, they know. If, you, if you have any sports in France, then they'd be very welcome to come and join us okay. Thursday evening at 9 o'clock. We'll be at Heiligenstadt. We're running four up and then we're doing the other lines and groups mm-hmm. and then Friday morning the, the main event is taking place at the Prata and that's for um, it's going to be about 1,500 children taking place and um, it's the only free it's going to be crazy it's the only free running event in, in all of Austria oh, it's cool. exclusively for kids from um, middle schools and we're very excited Okay. But, yeah, so if you want to come down and join us, then yeah, it's... Uh, I will post that information. Cool. cool. That is great. So thank you so much for taking the time. It's a pleasure. Um, yeah, and uh, you're going to post the information anyway. So yeah, um, I, do my, I have my fitness sessions and my workshops, so if anyone's interested in... Great. And that's on Facebook, touch. and then you've got your Facebook, Fit, Foot, uh, Fit, 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 Fit Brit. Brit on mainly, Instagram. Yeah, on Instagram. And mainly, I do a lot of... Uh, uh, kind of stuff on Instagram. Facebook is, is kind of taking a back seat at the moment, but I will get back to it I'm sure yeah before sure. it shut down yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah if anyone's looking for any healthy living motivation then, then Instagram's the place to be perfect and they can DM you there and contact yeah, sure. great well thank you so much and uh, yeah we'll uh, maybe we'll, we'll meet again in about a year and we can talk again and figure out so much, how Tom. it's yeah. you're welcome to come to one of my workouts too okay Plus, maybe <laughs> yeah it's my quiet time when i work out it's when i'm away from everybody else yeah. all right so i will turn this off so thanks everybody for listening and i as i always say oh my god i haven't done this i forget what i usually say oh toodles <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it's been too long